Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Shauna Dexter from Recreating Rays in Olathe, Kansas. How are you doing today, Shauna? I'm great, Grant. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Ab- excited. Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely. If you want to kind of uh, start off just by introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about yourself and your business as well, that'd be great. All right. Well, my name is Shauna Dexter. As you mentioned, I am the founder of Recreating Ray's Spray Tan Studio. We are in Olathe, Kansas, which is a suburb of Kansas City. Um, I started my business in July of 2011, so I'm coming right up on my six-year anniversary here. And um, it has been an insane six years. I always say that I was born to do this. It just didn't exist for the vast majority of my life. And so, yeah, we're growing exponentially, which is exciting and scary, but we've got a lot going on. Yeah, that's that's cool. And uh, obviously, I know from our pre, pre-recording pre chat that you just opened that physical location, so that was a big thing for you. Definitely. So that was definitely my scariest moment in business, but <laughs> only two months into a five-year lease, <laughs> I can tell you that it's probably the best decision I ever made. Hey, very good. Very, and that kind of you know, parlays into the next couple of questions where I like to, to talk about the worst uh, and best moments you've had in your business so far. Obviously, you've been in it six years, so you've probably hit up and down you know, a million different times. So if you want to kind of uh, you know, expand on those moments a little bit, if you want to talk about your worst uh, moments so far in your business, and then you know, after that, you can talk about the best. Yeah, let's lead off with the worst thing that happened to me, (laughs) and that sounds thrilling. Um, Actually, it did not take me long to think of what this would be, and that would definitely be my first year of self-employment. I started this business as a side hustle in 2011 to my full-time job. I was working in marketing um, for an engineering firm, and I had been doing that for 10 years. And then my oldest son was getting ready to go off to college, And my husband looked at me and he was like, "Um, how are we going to pay for college? And we were kind of lost. So I came up with this brilliant idea that I was going to be a spray tanner. And I had no idea really what that meant. I just knew I was getting really bad spray tans. And, you know, that light bulb moment that (laughs) most of us have, I think I can do it better. So off I went. Um, And when I started my business, I wrote this makeshift business plan. And I remember writing, in five years, I will be self-employed. And at the time, like five years seemed so far away, but it also seemed completely unobtainable. Um, And then in February of 2014, after two and a half years of building my business as a side hustle, um, I took a leap of faith and quit my full-time job. And I was quickly smacked down. (laughs) Um, It was great during busy season. You know, March, April, May, June, July, we were living high on the hog. And then November came, 
And I will never forget that moment when my husband looked at me and now it wasn't, how are we going to pay for college? It was, how are we going to pay for Christmas? And I couldn't even pay myself like a hundred dollars that week because it was slow season here. And I hadn't done enough growing um, as far as like learning about my business before I decided to make the leap to self-employment and really knowing the trends and what was going to happen. So it was really, really, really terrible. I cried a lot (laughs) and um, spent that winter just barely scraping by, but decided to make that kind of my turning point. We all have a turning point, I think. And that I decided that would be my rock bottom and dove headfirst into learning everything that I could learn about money and my business and numbers and no longer being afraid of those things. So I tried to turn my worst moment into my best moment, and I think I did. And so when we talk about my best moment, yeah, it took me another now three and a half years. No, two and a half. I'm really bad at math. (laughs) That's why the numbers scare me um, to get to where I am today. But like I mentioned on April 3rd of this year, I opened the first storefront retail spray tan only um, studio in the Kansas City Metro. And I'm super proud of that. Yeah, that's very good. And you obviously took that the worst moment took, you know, a punch in the gut, so to speak, and, and turned that into a, 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 obviously, you know, took time, but two years later, you turned it into a, a great moment for you and your business. And it sounds like it's been very beneficial for you so far. Obviously, having the storefront being there um, has really helped the business, it sounds like. So, you know, there's times where we're going to be down. There's times where we're going to get hit, you know, hard and not know what's going on. There's those slow seasons, you know, I tell everybody prepare for. Like you said, you, you kind of live in high on the hog, so to speak, there during the busy times. And then all of a sudden when it comes to a screeching halt and slows down, what are you going to do? So preparing for that, obviously taking a step back, managing the business and the money a little bit better is definitely important, especially for those that are just starting out. And if they start in the busy season, they need to prepare for that time when it's going to be a little bit slower I make sure that they can save and and plan for that accordingly. For sure. And, you know, for me, like my ego took a big hit. But in um, March of 2015, I went back to my old job. Um, It ended up being the biggest blessing. (laughs) But my boss called me and said, um, hey, Lindsay, the girl that replaced me, was going out on maternity leave. And was there any way I would consider coming back just part time and working mornings and I didn't want to do it because to me that felt like failure that felt like I was giving up on my dream but at the same time I also knew that having the security of that part-time income would mean that I really could take this step back with my tanning business and focus my time and energy and some money on learning things I didn't know. I hired a business coach during that time. I um, read tons of books and really used that, well, it was supposed to be six months um, that I was covering. I ended up staying there for almost a year. But I used that time to really learn all the things I needed to know that have, in the last two years, brought me to where I am today. And, you know, yeah, it's hard. And like I said, it was definitely an ego check. 
and kind of tuck my tail between my legs and say, okay, you know, I don't know everything, but it was a great learning experience and again, ultimately brought me to today. So definitely, definitely. Sometimes you have to take a step back to, to take a step forward. So it's, it's important to, to notice that. And for those, uh, a lot of people I speak to definitely want to get to the point where they can quit their job and do this full time. And, and it's definitely obtainable, but they have to make sure they have the, the foundation set up, the patience and the right mindset to get to that point. And that's basically what I'm hearing from you. And that's really important. You know, you have to sometimes swallow your pride, as you said, in order to get to where you want to go. So that's that's definitely an important thing uh, to understand. For sure. And mindset is so much of it. But, you know, I could sit here and tell myself all day that I was going to be successful. But in November, when I have I don't have $100 to pay myself that week and I can't buy groceries for my family, then you at some point have to say, okay, this isn't working. And maybe I do need to, um, you know, find a little bit of security, but not give up on the dream. So it was the perfect balance for me. And I really lucked out. Yeah. And that's important to see that uh, because some people may view that and say automatically like, oh, I failed. It's over and give up. But if you have that, you know, like you said, it's obviously your passion and something that, that took you a while to find it. But uh, once you did, you knew that's what you wanted to do, and, and you had the ups as the business grew and then the down as you went through that time where you could barely pay yourself or pay for groceries and Christmas and things like that. But, you know, you have to take that in check and say, okay, I'm going to just take a step back, let's reevaluate, and then get back at this. I'm going to make it work versus just completely giving up. Because if you would have done that, I'm sure you would be kicking yourself right now. Uh, I can't imagine where I'd be right now, to yeah. be completely honest. So, uh-huh. yes, it you know, there were definitely days where I thought, oh, it would just be easier to go back and work full time for someone and ha- have that security. But um, my growth would also be stunted and I would never have gone past where I was. So yeah. I'm moving on to bigger and better things with my business. And that's fun and exciting. Good for you. That's very, very good story. Thanks for sharing. That really helps, you know, kind of put some perspective on this. There's a lot of people that are, that are starting out or have been in the business for a couple of years and they're looking at all these people that are successful and, and things and the forums are online and whatnot. So it's, it's important to hear from people like yourself that are, you know, you have a successful and thriving business, but look what you went through, you know, six years, ups and downs and, you know, all these different things that you have to go through in order to get there. But uh, you can make it happen, definitely. So you're definitely a, a testament to that. You know, I always tell people don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle and, um, I think it's so easy to get caught up in comparison. I did it too when I was starting out and it's so easy to just constantly compare yourself and to think that, you know, Oh, look at what she's doing and how successful she is. Honestly, you don't know anything about how successful she is. Right. Is she showing you her her book (laughs) every year showing you her? Yeah. She may be making a lot of revenue, but what's her profit? You know? And so you get, it's so easy to get up, caught up in these mind games, but you know, I always like to be real because it's not all puppies and rainbows. Mm-hmm. It is hard and it takes a lot of sacrifice. And sometimes, you know, we get smacked down, but it's how you deal with that. Yeah, definitely. And, and as uh, Jen 
Nadia said on an earlier podcast, she said, you know, it's also what is success to you. I, I've spoken to some people that are stay at home mom and they just want to do five to 10 tans a week and they don't want, they don't want to make a business and some people do. So it's all about figuring that out for you. So you obviously figured it out. Uh, it took you a little bit, took you a little while to get there. You had the ups and downs, as we said, but you're well on your way. I'm working on it. Yeah. So, so if we had to go back to, to 2011, back when you were starting your business, do you happen to remember how you got your first paying customer? Um, she was actually an acquaintance of mine, and I'm sure she came to me just from some random Facebook post because I'm an oversharer, <laughs> and I share my entire life on social media, it seems like. Um, and so everybody knew that I was starting this business. Um, and I will never forget when she walked in my door and I looked at her and she was so fair, like blonde hair, blue eyes. And I consider myself to be a really fair girl. Her skin was fairer than mine. And I was scared to death. Like I'm going to turn this girl into an Oompa Loompa and everything that I've worked for, for the last few months is going to go up in flames on my first tan. So I was literally trembling when I did her tan. I felt like I was ripping her off by charging her $20 because even at that point, I lacked so much self-confidence. Um, but, you know, that was July 13, 2011. Here we are almost six years later. And actually, that same woman came to get a tan from me um, last year before she moved to Washington, D.C. <laughs> and I felt like that was a full circle moment for me to be able to say, A, thank you yeah. <laughs> and be, you know, you, she started it all for me and look at how far I've come. I'm not scared anymore. Yeah. There you go. And that confidence is a huge thing. A lot of people struggle with that. It sounds like anyone that I speak to that's just gone through some kind of training and you know, they go through the training, they feel so comfortable when they're there with somebody teaching them. But once they step out on their own, they're just really nervous and, and a little, you know, apprehensive and it's just a lot you know, the confidence, you have to kind of uh, believe in yourself. And if you, you know, you got to start somewhere too. So it's important to, to keep the right mindset in that regard. For sure. And, you know, we are spraying something on someone that's going to be on them for at least five days, mm -hmm. 10 days. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing not scary about that. But, you know, and I do, I do a little training here and there, and I definitely see that as well. You know, when they're with me, they're like, oh, okay, this is great. I've got this. And then as soon as they get home, they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. Right. Well, yeah, you do. You just don't have me there to fix all your mistakes and to point out your mistakes. Um, so making mistakes is the most important thing we can do and learning how to fix them. So. Yeah. Yep. Repetition, 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 for sure. <laughs> like any other skill. Yep. That's what I always tell people. You don't you don't pick up a guitar and know how to play it in two hours. You're not going to know how to be a spray tanner in two hours either. No, exactly. So you have to do it over and over and over again. Very good point. Very good point. So for you, as your business has obviously grown a lot uh, over the past six years uh, from, from working for yourself and now you have a physical location, a couple people working with you, how has, you know, your days changed on a daily, weekly, monthly basis according to like what you're doing, obviously, because at this point you're probably managing the people a little bit and not just yourself. And obviously having a physical location, you have to account for all this overhead where you didn't have that before. So how has that uh, changed for you? Uh, it's been, <laughs> it hasn't changed as much as it should. <laughs> um, 
you know, I think the vast majority of us who start out in this field are kind of control freaks. We're perfectionists. That's why we're good at this job. And, um, you know, I think when we started out, we also just imagined that we're going to be doing a hundred tans a week by ourselves and we're going to be rolling in the dough. And then you quickly realize like physically, that's probably not the best route to go. Um, so then comes hiring and, you know, taking on overhead and all of these really, really scary things. So, you know, I definitely still struggle with this because it seems like my growth projections are never quite big enough. Um, last year, we were up 60% from 2015. And this year so far, we're up about 45% from last year, mm-hmm. where I was projecting after such astronomical growth last year, I was projecting, you know, 25 to 30% would be great this year. So being at 45%, I'm still running around in circles. But I do have um, one permanent full-time staff that works for me. And then I also have Amanda, who is a contractor for me, uh, who helps us tremendously. Um, But, you know, I would say my biggest tools that help me out daily are online booking, online waiver system, and like credit card capture for appointments because um, there's nothing worse than having massive overhead and having people book um, appointments and then not keep them. So being able to charge them yeah. has completely eliminated that pretty much for us. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's always evolving and I'm always, learning and trying to figure out ways to keep up with growth and this fall and winter that's going to be meaning more hiring but yeah, yeah. well that that's great to to share that and all the you know the online booking systems i see that you use GenBook, but all, all the booking systems and things like that help to automate stuff and people might not want to spend the money at first and when you're just starting out maybe you're you're not needing to do that. But as you grow, it's important to put those things in place and, and alleviate as much of the time as you can. Uh, and if you have people booking, not only that, is it going to do the do it by itself, but you're also going to capture the payment and keep that secure. We have a lot of people asking questions about cancellations and things like that. So that's definitely something that you need to, to look for. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I had online booking from day one. I think it cost me like $10 a month when I first started. And But working a full-time job and doing this on the side, I knew that realistically I couldn't return every phone call, you know, right away or every text message or whatever it was. And so um, having that all automated from day one has been, you know, huge and such a time saver for me and still is. And our clients love it. So it's a win-win. Yeah, it is, and there's there's plenty. I can link I can link it in below, but there's Set More is a great one that I've seen a lot of people use. It looks really cool. I've, I've logged in and checked it out. It's free. I mean, they have an upgraded uh, tier as well, but the free one can suffice for people that are just starting out. So there's options out there for sure. There's there's tons of different options for that. Um, and we kind of spoke before the interview, Shauna, about uh, you said Amanda. She was a contractor there locally. And I, and I wanted to bring that up because I thought that was pretty neat. Um, I was asking Shauna if she still did mobile appointments. She said no longer. Uh, she doesn't offer it any longer, but uh, Amanda has her own business, correct? If you just want to kind of talk about that a little bit because that's, that's interesting. I like the whole uh, embracing the competition thing. So if you want to share about her, yeah. So um, 
in November 2015, I launched Association of Sunless Tanning Professionals, and Amanda was one of the first people to join. And Amanda lives in Gardner, Kansas, which is probably, it's about a 15-minute drive south of me. And um, so technically, she could be considered my competition, I suppose. You know, we have people, we're in a large, sprawling metro area. I have people who drive 30 to 45 minutes to get tans mm. from us. Um, so I guess that technically I could consider her um, my competition. But, um, you know, Amanda reached out to me a few months after joining ASTP and just said, you know, hey, I would love to have coffee with you and just meet face-to-face -face and get to know you if you're open to that. And, you know, as you and I talked about, I am a big believer in an abundance mentality versus a lack mentality and um, I know how, you know, changing my mindset changed my business. And so I agreed to meet up with her. We hit it off from the very beginning. And um, this year, as things started to take off with my business and the storefront came to fruition, which honestly wasn't on my radar, I wasn't planning on even starting to look for a storefront until about now. Um, but my dream location came available in January and so I jumped at it, but, um, so I knew we were probably going to need help. And so I reached out to Amanda and I just said, you know, I don't know if this is something you'd be interested in. Um, but you know, we can use help and I would really love to have you help us on a contract basis. And she was very open to it, you know, owning her own business. She has her own technique. She uses, you know, certain solutions and they're not the same ones we use. And so, you know, I had to open myself up to teaching her all the things that we do that are maybe a little different, maybe a little unique and maybe kind of, you know, what leads to our five star approach. Yeah. But um, so I had to be open to her and trust her. Um, but I did. I taught her our technique. She picked up on it real quick. She learned our solutions and what she needed to know. And she has been a massive asset to me um, these last few months as we've gotten up and running in the storefront. And she comes in every week and helps us out. And now I'm getting clients requesting her. <laughs> and so we're going to have to figure out how that works long term because um, she is a contract employee and she doesn't work uh, full time for me. But, you know, also now when people call us and say, hey, Shauna, you know, I need a mobile appointment, I just say, we don't do that, but here's who does. And, um, you know, and now I can assure them that, guess what, you're going to receive the same um, service that you're used to from us because she's learned how we do things. Yeah. And, you know, the biggest thing between Amanda and I is trust. And she has shown me in many different ways over the last few months that I can trust her. And it's scary to open up your business to someone who is a competitor, technically. But um, I think that, you know, we're a lot stronger together than we are divided. And anybody who's doing a good job in this industry helps this industry. And so um, any way that I can help people grow their businesses is positive and beneficial. Very, yeah, it's very true. I, I obviously have the same mindset, uh, kind of the whole 
idea behind the podcast and sharing everybody's stories. And it's great to have people like yourself open up and share it because, you know, I've spoken to some people and they're a little apprehensive to do it. They're, they're worried about giving away their trade secrets, so to speak, or whatnot. But like you said, there's either a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset. And, you know, scarcity mindset are the people that are out there analyzing their competition. Like, what are they doing? What's going on here? Why is so many going there versus here? Versus the abundance mindset, there's plenty for everyone. Just you know, do do what you need to do in your business, and it'll it'll pay off. And like you said, you don't know how it's going to work with with Amanda. There's still things you have to figure out, but you took the step and and went for it before even knowing that stuff, or or even knowing that that would be an issue. But you know, that's important to do sometimes. Just kind of take that uh, that leap of faith in this uh, you know in this instance and and do that. So it's that's really good that you were able to to do that, embrace the competition and actually open up the business and, and it's helped you and it's helped her, I'm sure. So that's a win-win. Well, and it's been, exactly. It's mutually beneficial. And I believe that every business transaction or dealing should be mutually beneficial. And, um, you know, I get something out of this and so does she. And that is the way the world should work. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, and like I always say, you know, the more people out there doing a good job, the better it is for all of us. We're still up against the stigma of orange and crazy and fake and all of that. And the more people out there combating that stigma, the better off we all are in the end. Definitely. It is. That's, that's the whole thing behind the community and everybody supporting each other. It's like that. That's, it's only going to help everyone as it continues to grow with the popularity and then seeing that, like you said, that the training and everything's there and the good products are obviously out there now. There's tons of them. So that's a, sure. a important, important thing. So you mentioned that, that the five star approach and, and I like to talk about if you had to, you know, think about one thing that's helped your business grow, you know, what would that be? I see that you have, Tons of reviews, you know, over 275 five-star reviews here on GenBook. You have them on, on Facebook. You have them on Yelp. You have them on Google. So you're obviously doing something right. But what would you say is the number one thing that helped you grow the business from where it was on July uh, 13, 2011 to where it is now? Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is to never stop learning and to never think I know everything there is to know. You know, when I was in the corporate world, I was considered a job hopper. <laughs> Because I would learn everything there was to know about a job. I would get bored and I would move on to the next thing. And that's why being an entrepreneur is so amazing for me is because I will never know everything there is to know. Um, so I immerse myself in books and blogs and podcasts and anything that I feel like I can learn from. I also immerse myself in the community, um, you know, with ASTP, we have this community of women who are all really open to sharing ideas and thoughts and um, struggles. And so I think learning and always realizing that you will never know everything there is to know is so important. Um, I think gratitude is extremely important. When I started really honing in on being grateful, even in those hard times, where I was struggling and I was working again two jobs to help pay the bills, I was still grateful that every day I got to wake up and do something that I love. And, um, you know, we have a membership program now that is probably contributing more to um, our financial success than about anything else. But, 
even this may seem silly, but, um, you know, it's our membership program is run through PayPal. And every time, every month, well, pretty much every day, <laughs> I get notifications that somebody, you know, membership has processed that day. And I take just a moment to sit and be grateful for that because um, it's so easy to get wrapped up and just go through and delete all those emails and forget that each month somebody is giving me and my business their hard-earned money um, for a service that we provide. And they're extremely loyal to us. And, you know, I need to focus in and stay grateful for those moments and remember that, you know, while I'm worried about paying, you know, the rent, they may be worried about paying their mortgage, but they're still coming and receiving a service from us every time. And so gratitude is I really try to make it the core of everything that I do. Yeah, that's that's an important thing. And we we get caught up kind of in this uh, you know this world of not thinking about that it's it's all lack it's all lack of things and you're looking on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat like oh I don't have you know this I don't have that I don't have that car I'm on a vacation where they're do-, you know and it's and it's easy to do that but then to look and say hey you know I'm alive I'm I'm well I have a house I have a car you know all these different things I, I'm running a business like there's not many opportunities to do things like that so. Um, especially outside of the United States. So it's important for us to definitely uh, keep that gratitude. There's a good book called Flip the Gratitude Switch for anybody that wants to kind of read up on that. Uh, it's a really good book about that. So it's a, that's a, an important thing, definitely. And I think it's definitely part of, you know, changing your mindset from, uh, you know, lack to abundance. And once you realize that, you know, you have so much to be grateful for, even if you're struggling in your business, there's still things every day happening that, um, you can be grateful for. And once I realized that my whole world changed. Yeah. Very true. It's, it's very true. You can look at anything like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's tons of things to be grateful for just anything in life, waking up the, the next day, being able to go buy your, buy some coffee, whatever it is, is there's anything. So right. that's an important mindset, uh, a change there for people. Uh, yes, Shana, we'll get to some a little more technical if, if you want to share uh, the type of equipment that you use in your business. Sure. I've tried everything. <laughs> I used to have a real equipment problem. My husband would be like, oh, my gosh, did another piece of equipment just show up at the house? Um, because I wanted to try all the new shiny things. Every year when something new came out, I wanted to try it. Um so over the last six years, I have had a lot of equipment mm-hmm. um, and settled in for a long time on Maximus. I know lots of people use them, but as I've heard some people talk about in um, your interviews as well, for me, I started having um, really bad shoulder issues from using the Pro Gun. I love their Pro Gun. It's so precise and it's amazing. However, the repetitive motion after years of using that really started to take a toll on my shoulder. Um, so when we opened our storefront in April, we got some new Tan Easy equipment. It's distributed by San Tropez. And um, they're big extraction units. It's called an all-in-one. It's basically a, an extraction unit that comes with um, your turbine and gun was fantastic lightweight I was in love until I realized that it 
was not powerful enough <laughs> for the solutions we use. And in our first two weeks, we had all sorts of really bad, inconsistent tans because we were getting maybe a quarter as much solution on people as we should have been. Wow. Um, so that's another one of those lessons learned and growing pain. Yeah. Um, so any solution that wasn't water-based wasn't going through our guns. Um, and that was painful to learn. So <laughs> now mm. I am back to using some Fuji equipment that I have had for three or four years. It's their like ultra silent turbine, which I've, loved it's a workhorse it goes and goes and goes and i just got an apollo plastic gun i don't remember which model it is yeah but the t6000 yeah that one love it so we just started using that last week with our fuji um compressor and maybe we have finally found <laughs> yeah what works for us i'm hoping yeah that that one is really light compared to the to the stainless steel one, so it's a good, uh, you know, relief from that. The extra weight there's going to be get over time. Obviously, the repetitive motion. So, and they're all they're all great guns either way. I think you just kind of get used to it. One of them sprays a little heavier than the other one, but you get used to it and kind of adjust your technique. And obviously, they have the same connector there, so you're able to use that same one. And Sean, if you don't mind me asking for the ones, obviously you had you said a couple weeks some tans that weren't. Um, ideal, probably not up to your standard. What did you guys do? I mean, did people complain or was this just things you noticed or was that just with people so, that you knew? No, no one complained. Okay. And that was the hardest thing. Um, week three in our um, storefront, as I mentioned, we had, we have this membership program. So we have people who tan twice a month and we have people who tan pretty much weekly. And in week three, two of my weekly tanners came in and said, you know, my tans are only lasting a couple of days or, um, you know, they're just not getting as dark as what I'm used to. And these are people who know our tans in and out. And I thought, wait, what? And so from that moment forward, I started measuring how much solution we were using on each client. And came to find out very quickly that literally, like I said, a quarter to maybe half as much solution was going on people um, as we thought. I thought it was just the lighting. With the new extraction system, it has a LED light up top. It can kind of create some shadows. You know, now we have um, the fluorescent lighting in our room that I'm not used to. So I thought, you know, oh, this is just something I'm not used to. And, but no, I mean, our tans were not processing and not working for the most part. Some were, but a lot weren't. Right. So then I had to go back and reach out to every client that we had in those first two weeks, which was well over a hundred people and say, okay, how were your tans? And we got mixed feedback. So of course we made it right with those people um, who didn't get good results and we comped them a tan and, um, you know, but that, I think that was the, what was shocking to me is no one came and said anything. No one yeah. said, um, <laughs> even people who have been to us many times and maybe aren't members, but know the results. And everybody said, well, I thought I did something wrong. Right. 
Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah, I was I was just more more curious to see because if you had something come up, how you handled that. But obviously, you would you would uh, you know do whatever you had to do to to take care of them. I was just curious if you had any complaints or it was just like, hey, something's wrong here. So at least yeah, you've no, picked no it up. No one told us. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. You were able to fix it. That's okay. So <laughs> that's good to know. Good to know. Shauna, so when you started out back in 2011, did you uh, do any training or certification? I'm sure there was a few things available then, obviously a lot more now, but did you go through any training or certification or did you just kind of jump in yourself? So um, I did pay for a training course and equipment and solution package, um, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't afraid of investing in myself and learning the ins and outs. That's what I wanted. You know, I really believe that if you're going to be really good at something, you have to invest in yourself. And so um, I did that. It was not what I expected. Um, I'll put it that way. And so I technically, I mostly self-taught. It was a lot of spraying my daughter and telling her to run upstairs and take a shower before that set on there because it was dripping and looking crazy and me piled in a heap on the floor crying because I just thought I was never going to be able to do this. (laughs) But like we said earlier, repetition and doing it over and over and over again and making mistakes and then learning how to fix them. I was the best tool learning tool I had. Sadly, you know, had in-person training been more available, um, then I definitely would have traveled somewhere to mm-hmm. do it. And um, but it wasn't really an option in the Midwest at all. Like there was no one in the Midwest training. Yeah. So um, I just took a flyer. It didn't work out so well, but you know, it's all worked out in the end. Definitely. That and there's plenty of. Uh training opportunities now there's a lot, obviously a lot more than there was then but again as i tell anybody just kind of search around get some testimonials speak with some people that have been to places figure out what's best for you because everybody's going to have a different fit and and you know who they work with better so there's for plenty sure. of options out there though yeah i mean that's one of the great things about what we do is that now anybody can teach it and you know hopefully they're good teachers. Representation of our industry. But um, there is really no excuse for not having hands on training if it's something you want to do because you can get it in a lot of places now. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah and that, that's why I was just saying, yeah, there's there's it's good there's a lot of training, but it can be bad depending on the quality of the training. But that's why I say make sure to, to ask to speak with some previous students, see a little uh, proof, talk to them just to make sure. <laughs> um, Double-edged sword and being yeah. in an unlicensed industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. But needless to say, at least there's options out there. Right. Definitely. So, um, Shauna, if you could write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, what would you say? Oh, boy, would I have some things to say. Um, you know, I feel like the stereotypical answer and what immediately comes to my mind is something like, you know, trust your gut, enjoy the journey, those kind of stereotypical things. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, you know, I would tell myself to stop being afraid of numbers and burying my head in the sand and just saying I'm not good at math and none of this makes any sense to me, so I'm just not going to learn it. 
Um, I feel like I could have been where I'm at now, like two years ago, if I would have stopped feeding into um, what I was telling myself about just being bad with numbers and then never really making an effort to learn my numbers in and out and to understand my business and the ebbs and the flows and the busy season versus slow season and overhead and, uh, you know, revenue versus profit. And money is such a taboo subject uh, in our country, but we're all in business to make money. That's why we're here. And if you really want to be successful and pay rent and pay employees and most importantly, pay yourself, then you have to know about money. And that was definitely a skill that I lacked in the beginning that if I could take a step back and say, hey, Shauna, this is going to be the most important thing for you to learn. That would be it. Yeah, that that is important. A lot of people don't, probably don't think about that. Obviously, just starting out, you just get into business. I can say that for myself, not in, directly in the sunless industry, but just in general, owning your own business. It's just kind of like, hey, get the next customer, 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 but you don't really think about that. But it is important to to have an understanding of that. If, if, if you don't want to understand it, hire a professional. You know, there's plenty of bookkeeping services out there now that you can pay a little bit of money a month and they handle your stuff. If you want to go that route, whatever, just make sure you know your numbers and, and can uh, and obviously plan for everything like you're saying. You know, and I think that's one place where I went wrong in the very beginning was I did hire a bookkeeper and I just trusted her to know everything and do everything. And she did. She did those things. But at the same time, I wasn't gaining any real understanding of how things were working and what each quarter was looking like. And so I think it's something that a lot of us struggle with, but we're kind of almost afraid to talk about because it's money related and nobody wants to talk about money. And, you know, like I said, we all need it and we can't keep working for ourselves without it. So learning all of those things, I'll give a quick plug here to the book that changed my business life and that is it's a book called profit first Mm -hmm. and um it taught me how to make my business run lean how to look at my business in a different way i just wrote a blog actually on the um astp website uh summer reading for sunless pros and my number one recommendation is the book profit first so I'll link up to that. that. Yeah, I'll link up to that in the show notes, and and that kind of opens the door. I did want to give you the opportunity to to talk about the ASTP uh, for those that don't know about it. So I'll just kind of open the the uh, floor for you to to talk about that and share a little bit about it. Well, I could go on forever, so I'll try <laughs> to keep it short. Um, in as I said in 2014, I began really struggling with my business, and then I went back to work my old job. And used that time and that money um, cushion I had to hire a business coach. And I told him of my dream of beginning and launching an association for spray tanners. Um, There are UV-centric organizations, but there was nothing just for us. And that was something that I looked for from the very beginning of starting my business was, where can I go? Um, Who can I link up with and really learn from and those things didn't exist. And guess what? In 2011, Facebook groups didn't exist. So we were all just out here floating around using the Tantalk forum. (laughs) Yes. Like there was one sunless board on the Tantalk forum, you know, um, 
but that's how I met Melissa Weinberg, who, you know, now owns Perfect Glow, and Amanda Sanfield, who became my biz bestie and is one of the hidden gems in this industry and is incredibly successful. And the three of us used to sit at our jobs and Facebook chat all day about how someday we were going to do this full time. And now I look at where we're at just five years later, and it's completely insane to me. But anyway, I wanted a way for everybody to have those connections. And so when I was talking to my business coach about this, he said, you know what, just do it. You know, nobody else is doing it. You have a plan. You have a vision. Go for it. And I knew nothing about what this entailed. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning a lot. (laughs) Um, But so in November 2015, I launched Association of Sunless Tanning Professionals. Our website is sunlesspros.org. And... um, we have been steadily growing over the last year and a half, and a lot of that growth um, in membership came last year when I hosted the first ever national, well, kind of international. We had some attendees from Canada um, spray tanning conference, and it was a day and a half in Las Vegas, and it was once again me having no clue what I'm doing, but seeing a need in our industry and wanting to bring the people of our industry together in one place. And um, so the Sunless Summit was born in January of this year, and it was the most rewarding experience of my professional career, Um, having the energy of all of these people who are passionate about the sunless industry Um, without kind of the cloudiness of a UV-centric event or topics, we were able to just talk sunless. Um, so we're actually in the process right now of we'll sign a contract by the end of this month for the Sunless Summit 2018. We have 120 pre-registrations for that, and we are planning an event for up to 200 this year. So we're going from 60 last year to 200 next year, and we'll have two and a half days of being able to interact with vendors, and sponsors, and learning from your peers, and roundtables, and panel discussions, and lots of um, training classes as well. So advanced and beginner training. Very so cool. I'm excited. Yeah, very cool. Thank, yeah, thanks for sharing. I mean, a lot of people might not know of it. Uh, sunlesspros.org. Again, I'll, I'll make sure to link up to that. Obviously, uh, if people are still interested, can they still pre do anything for the summit? Can they sign up, or, or is that still available? So, the pre-registration deposits are closed. That okay. was kind of what we used to gauge interest for a couple of weeks in May before we set out on the um, very difficult path of planning this and negotiating a contract with hotels and all of that. Um, but like I said, we have 120 um, deposits paid. Those people will all have first opportunity to pay the full registration fee and sign up for Summit 2018. And then once that is over, then we will move on and give ASTP members the next opportunity to sign up for any extra registrations, and then we'll open it up to the public. So there will definitely be some um, still available. We just don't know how many. Yeah. Okay. But well, they'll just go to sunlesspros.org. I'm sure there's a way to, to subscribe or, or keep up with that. They can check it out, find out everything on there, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for sharing your amazing story. 
uh, you know, the six years have been a roller coaster for you, not only in your business here, but also creating the, the ASTP, which is very great for the industry. So I want to thank you for that personally. Um, and just say that it, it means a lot for you to get on here and share your story and, and kind of, uh, have the passion for the industry, you know, outside of just yourself and your business and the money or whatever it may be, you obviously have a deeper, uh, drive and passion for everything. So that's really good for people to hear and to share. And obviously people that didn't know your story or didn't know about the ASTP, Hopefully this gets it out in front of them so they can find out about it. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Grant. Um, it's a labor of love. Um, lots of lessons learned along the way. Sure. But um, this industry is growing exponentially, and there's so much room for growth and for all of us. And um, I'm excited to have everybody together again in January and to feel that energy again because it's really there's nothing like it. Yeah, I'm sure it sounds like it, it was a great thing, and uh, I'm sure it's going to get be even better next year. Hopefully we'll see you there. <laughs> All right. Shauna, thanks again for joining us. Uh, if anybody wants to find out about, obviously, the uh, ASTP, sellingthispros.org, I'll link that below. Um, your website, Recreating Rays, as well, your business. Is there an email address or anything somebody can can reach out to you personally? Um, Shauna, S-H-O-N-N-A dot Dexter, D-E-X-T-E-R at sunlesspros.org. Perfect. And I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Again, Shauna, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Grant. All righty. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on Episode 16 of the Happy Tans Podcast. Thank you so much to Shauna from Recreating Rays and also the ASTP for joining us on today's episode. She shared a lot of great insight information, just as all of our guests do, but it was, it was a really great story to hear how she's evolved and changed in her business and also created the uh, the ASTP over the last six years. Obviously, she just started in 2011, um, and as she said, time did go by quick. She had a lot of ups and downs in her business. Uh, she went from from uh, barely making it you know, on her own to, to going back into a job to go back out on her, on her own again, so... Sometimes you have to take a step back to take, take a step forward. And she also, we really talked a lot about the abundancy mindset versus the scarcity mindset, which is really important. Uh, there's plenty of uh, opportunity for everyone that wants to go out there and, and make it. So make sure to, to keep pressing forward and, and don't give up. As Shauna said, she shared an amazing story. Thank you so much again, Shauna, for joining us on today's episode. And to everyone else out there, happy tanning. <laughs>